0: Welcome to What's On My Mind with Kane Wright. Hey, What's On My Mind fam. Today I want to give some final thoughts on motivation and then we will wrap up the series. Thanks for sticking it out with me. Man, that's kind of negative. Thanks for coming along for the ride. It's been a good ride for me and I hope it's been a good ride for you. So now we're going to get into examples and being an example and how important that is when trying to get someone to do a desired behavior. If you want to be an example, you have to do, be consistent and do what you say you were going to do and act in a way that is aligned with the behavior you're trying to promote the adage, do as I say, not as I do, leads to the recipients saying as you say and then doing the thing you don't want them to do. So just don't even ask people to do things that that you are directly contradicting in your own example. That's just not going to get you anywhere. Second, don't do the motivational talk. This is kind of hard for me because I love motivational talks. I mean, that's why I'm doing this podcast. (laughs) Uh, But for motivating people to change their behavior, the motivational talk is ineffective. And even if you can do it well, it's just very energy intensive. And there's just a lot of other practical better ways to do this. And if you need some ideas, you can go back and listen to the previous episodes. But keep in mind, curiosity will generally get you far. If you can open up and get inside the other person's head and genuinely understand why they are acting as they do and where they are coming from, and as Dale Carnegie says, you're doing this out of a love for the person and love for people generally, then that's much better than a motivational talk and you're much more likely to get what you want. And also, you need to look at what you need to do differently. Are you being ambiguous? Is there just some sort of disconnect between some important thing you see and the thing the other person sees? And if so, what can you do to bridge that gap in values or perceived values? or maybe just importance. What can you do to really get this desired behavior to fit better with the other person? Now, obviously, this isn't always possible, but it's always something to consider. It's definitely something you should consider before just giving a motivational talk. No one cares what you have to say. The people that you're trying to motivate don't care. They want what they want in their life, And they aren't really going to be interested in listening to some authority figure who's not on the ground, or at least they perceive as not being on the ground with them. Give them this advice and tell them what to do. And it just, it's just not helpful. You got to listen. You have to listen. Don't do the motivational talk. Listen instead. Then the second to last thing we're getting towards the end here. So compete against yourself and others. When doing motivational tasks, there are certain tasks where you can pit people against each other and have them duke it out and compete. And it can be fun and have an atmosphere of camaraderie and help everyone have a good time and help you get what you want by getting the desired behavior. And there's a lot of different ways to set up competitions. I'm not going to get into that here. Generally, I would advise leaning on having the self-against-self competition as opposed to the self-against-others competition. But there are times when framing a desired behavior in a way that's the self-motivated or the self-competing against another person is helpful to inspire the person you want to Uh, get to do this behavior. For instance, I work at a bike shop, as I've said before, and the manager one day, he's like, hey, come look at this. And what he showed me is there's this list of employees and what you can do is you can click on the employees and you can find out how much money they've brought into the bike shop. And you can see when they did it, who they sold this thing to, uh, how big the sale was, how much money they've brought in total, how much profit they've brought in total, how much profit per hour they bring in total, stuff like that. And anyways, he was showing how much he'd brought in, and I was seeing how much I'd brought in. No, wait, he was showing how much he had brought in. I was seeing how much I had brought in to the bike shop, and it's not like there's any bonuses for or commissions for selling things. Not that's given out by the bike shop personally in any meaningful way. I'm getting my $10 an hour whether I sell 100 things or whether I sell zero things. So on the surface, you might think, okay, there's no financial incentive to go out and sell things, but there is an emotional motivation. You want to be the guy who's bringing in the money for the shop. You want to be the, the breadwinner of the shop, so to speak. You want to be bringing in a lot of money. You want to be trying to make more than others. It's just kind of like a, not in like a bad way, like you don't want to drag others down, but you do want to boost yourself up and do what you can to help get more sales in your name just as a matter of personal pride. That's an example of competition. And it wasn't even like an explicit competition either. It was just something kind of implicit and just the way the data was, were, sorry, the data were framed and it's just kind of remarkable. Anyways, now the last one is don't forget minor successes. Human behavior is difficult to change. And just just trust me on this. I'm sure you've experienced it before, but human behavior is very difficult to change. There's a lot of variables that go into it. And you're probably going to have to accept a very low bar of success for trying to get people to change their behaviors, especially when it requires a paradigm shift of the person's self. Like if people are being asked to, or if you want people to do things that are not consistent with how they view themselves already, that's going to be quite the the tall task. So it's important to remember these small successes and not just write them off as failures or ignore them or try and push the other person even harder. That's not helpful. There's an interesting TED talk given by Manush Zamarodi where she... And her colleagues had created this experiment where they tried to get people to reduce their phone usage. They had them go through these classes over a period of weeks and implement these different techniques. And that that was the variable group. The control group just had their normal phone habits and no intervention. And people were using their phones quite a bit, anywhere from two to eight, nine hours a day. And guess how much that after the intervention, people reduce their phone usage on average, seven minutes. And we're talking, people are using their phones, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, even nine hours a day. And they reduced it by seven minutes. And at first uh, Zomarodi was disappointed. She's like seven minutes, like seriously, that's not that much. And then one of her colleagues was like, no, 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 it's actually really hard to change human behavior like this, like any human behavior. And this is quite an achievement to get people to use their phones seven minutes less a day. And another thing you'll find out if you go back and listen to previous episodes or stay along with me, I'm going to make an emphasis on environment and people's surroundings and how that impacts their decision-making, because that's one of the most reliable ways to change behavior is by changing the environment. And that's kind of an undercurrent under this whole series here is you want to change the environment around the person. In these different ways, but it's a trick though. You also have to let the other person have their autonomy. Else, they're not gonna. If people feel like they're being forced into something, they're not going to do it. But also, this environment stuff can be personally applicable to you. If you've got habits you're trying to create, create a habit that is fertile ground for growing the habit you're trying to reap. So yeah, that that's all. Don't forget the minor successes. Give praise. Give praise to minor successes. Be proud of them, because they're on the right track. They could always be going the other direction, you know? Hopefully all that helps you motivate people, and man, I hope you had as much fun listening as I did recording these episodes. These are are really fun ones to do. I always kind of forget what to say at the end of these episodes sometimes, so I just kind of ramble on a little bit. Man, there's so much that you probably haven't even heard because I've cut a lot of it out. I have gone away from my no editing thing and I've decided, yeah, I got to I got to edit some of this. Anyways, thanks for listening. I hope you enjoyed all this and I hope this inspires you and to, I hope that you're inspired to put this into action somehow for someone else or for yourself. That's all I've got for y'all today. Thanks for joining me on the third motivational tip of the day episode with Caden Wright. And yeah, I love y'all. And as always, like I always end this show, goggles out. Thanks for joining me on today's journey. If you enjoyed this episode, today would be a great day to subscribe or share it with a friend. Again, it would be great If you could subscribe or share it with a friend, it means a lot. If you have any episode ideas, you can hit me up at 385-306-9516. Until next time.